It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Friday, 501 here on Fan Run Radio. It's time for your Top 5 at 5, brought to you by Knoxville Smiles, Tucker Harlan. Hit me. Thank you, Russell. At number one, in response to the preliminary injunction granted to Tennessee and Virginia, the NCAA has halted all investigations related to NIL collectives. You're, you're welcome, Florida. You're welcome, Mississippi. You're welcome, Ohio. I mean, a little gratitude, please. I feel like a little thanks are in order. Uh, there are a lot of schools right now that they won't say it publicly. But Tennessee did the heavy lifting and the dirty work for them. At number two, a little update on the Tennessee baseball scores. That game is in progress. The top of the third inning now. Tennessee ahead 2-1 to one over Bowling Green. A.J. Causey getting the start today. Drew Beam will start tomorrow. No announcement yet for Sunday's starter. And the first pitch times for the next two games. Vols will take the first pitch tomorrow at 5 and then Sunday at 1. Who drove in the pair of runs today for the Big Orange? Tuck? Billy Amick and huh? one Dean Curley. Ah, Curly D. Hit one clear into Kentucky, they say. At number three, Tennessee basketball goes down to Tuscaloosa for a battle for first place in the SEC against number 14 Alabama tomorrow. Tip-off is at eight, and the game airs on ESPN. College game day will be there. Dan Schulman and Jay Billis will have the call for you. Who is Schulman? The other bald guy that's with him. He's got a good voice, but he's just annoying. I don't know why. He's... <laughs> You'll know him when you hear him. Okay. I will defend Billis on one thing. He is absolutely anti-expansion. I can't stand him. I can't stand listening to him. He's one of those middle-aged dudes that gets on Twitter and, like, and and he'll even do it, like, on air. He he quotes, like, hip-hop lyrics. Yes, he does. It's just very <laughs> weird. It's, it's very cringy. And yes, wait, does. bias? Yeah. yeah he, oh, yeah. Every, every day he wakes up and tweets I gotta out. I got to go to work. I got to yeah, go, yeah. go to work. A rap lyric, I got to go to work. Tennessee's 5-4 and four in its last nine meetings with Alabama. Volunteers won the last two games after the Crimson Tide took the prior three. Eight of the series' last ten games, including six of the past seven, had a single-digit scoring margin. Put on the war paint. Be ready for a battle tomorrow night. At number four, outside of Tennessee and Alabama, it is a big day in college basketball. What else would you expect in March? Outside of the SEC, number seven, Kansas, goes to number 15, Baylor. Number five, Marquette, goes to number 12, Creighton. And number 23, Gonzaga, goes to number 17, St. Mary's. In the SEC, there's a big one at noon between number 24, Florida, and number 18, South Carolina. That one is going to be in Colonial Life Arena. Number 16, Kentucky hosts a struggling Arkansas team, and number 11, Auburn has a tough test at home against Mississippi State, which it lost to in the hump earlier this year. The hump. Carolina is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Florida. 
Kentucky is 12 and a half point favorites at home against Arkansas. That checks out. Auburn is a nine and a half point favorite at home against Mississippi State. And uh, our volunteers are two and a half point underdogs at Alabama. Moving day in the SEC tomorrow. Yep, big day. And finally at number five, no one wants a golden ticket to a Scottish Willy Wonka-inspired experience. Police were called to Willy's chocolate experience in Glasgow, Scotland on Saturday after parents felt scammed by the, quote, absolute shambles of an event and gathered to demand refunds. Tickets this is, for the, this is like the fire festival for kids. So basically, they wanted to recreate the uh, the, the chocolate factory experience. Sure. They had very realistic advertising, and uh, yeah, but was a uh, you can realistically advertise. That's the whole point of advertise. I don't know if you ever seen Mad. It's not real. It, did they cheat kids out of a out of a dream here? Yes, they did. And apparently, there was very little, possibly no candy involved here what how can you have no candy if it's something involving willy wonka i don't know ask house of illuminati to put this thing together the illuminati oh, huh if you can't trust them <laughs> i'm looking at pictures of it it's <laughs> it is pathetic is there, is there a chocolate river <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> they just hung stuff on the wall oh wait this is in scotland right this is in scotland <laughs> and wait did Pete? how far did was this just like a local <laughs> thing or were people traveling far distances to go attend this I don't know about that detail. It's like they just put up some crappy paper mache decorations in a hall. Walk through the magic curtain. There's nothing on the other side. So I was reading one other article about this. Apparently the Simpsons predicted this in 1993. You know how they do that thing where they predict everything that's going to happen later. Wait, in 93? Yeah, they predicted this. What a fake Willy Wonka experience? Yeah, just a a miserable Willy Wonka experience. I mean, how could you do that? Each kid was given a cup of lemonade and a single jelly bean. (laughs) (laughs) One damn jelly bean? Jelly bean? (laughs) (laughs) Don't eat it all at once, kid. The event featured zero chocolate. Zero. Imagine being a Willy Wonka enthusiast in California. You see these ads, you fly to Scotland, and you get a jelly bean, a cup of lemonade. <laughs> Couldn't even they get have, hot they have chocolate? Uh, a couple of midgets with orange face paint or anything? One uh. stinking jelly bean? That's an outrage. I'd be demanding a... And, and how much did this cost for this experience? Is, is somebody running away with a briefcase? Tickets. 45 bucks, and you get a jelly bean and a cup of lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> it no is a fire festival of children's events. How many people went? It's Some- nothing sacred. I feel like you, you got you to gotta just cheapen Willy Wonka. The, uh, the boss of the event, Billy Cowell. He said that technical issues caused the failure of the event. Yeah, technically you're a cheapskate. (laughs) (laughs) Grifter. Con artist. Welcome to Charlie's Chocolate Factory. Here's your jelly bean. Where's your kilt? (laughs) So Scottish, it's crap. Thank you. 
<laughs> Tucker, excellent job today. Well, only one jelly bean. Those kids won't be needing to go to Knoxville Smiles. Well, you can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. And a tiny cup of lemonade to go with that jelly bean. Got to wash it down with something. <laughs> no cavities for these kids. <laughs> Folks, if you're ready to flash that dazzling smile, look no further than Knoxville Smiles. If your teeth are in need of a makeover, their experienced team is right here in Knoxville to give you the care and attention you deserve from routine checkups and cleanings to advanced cosmetic treatments. They've got you covered at Knoxville Smiles. It's where I go for all my dental care. So say goodbye to your dental worries and say hello to a confident, radiant smile. Don't wait any longer. Schedule your appointment today at KnoxvilleSmiles.com and unlock the power of your smile. Hour number three of the drive. The, uh, looks like Blake Burke driving in a run here. Yep. Home safely, no throw. How do we feel about Berkey? You feel pretty good, like he's snapping out of it? Yeah. Starting to um, hit the ball pretty hard? Not not as much power as maybe we thought, especially after the way he started last year. But, no, he's putting the ball in play. He's getting on base. I'm here for it. And he, he's, good at, he's good at first base. He makes all the, you know, mm -hmm. – the splits and the the low catches, the high throw, like he he's he's a garbage can over there. Like he catches everything. So yeah, no, I'm good with it. Good to see. Good to see. Tennessee big weekend as the volunteer baseball team has Bowling Green in town. We're up three uh, one now mm -hmm. in the third inning. Yep, three one. Bottom of the third. Runners on second and third. Nobody out. And the basketball team will be under the bright spotlight of ESPN tomorrow with College Game Day in Tuscaloosa, Dan Schulman, Jay Bias on the call, and Alabama. Do you mean to do that? Yes. Okay. The second of four straight ranked teams all in the top 20 that Tennessee will end the regular season with. Vols have faced four straight AP-ranked foes just once back in 2004. I've never played four straight top 20 teams. <laughs> what are the chances, man? Uh, the last 20 years, only twice has any SEC team played four straight top 25 teams in a regular season. So this is really unprecedented, this gauntlet that we're having to run with everything at stake. A great opportunity. Yes. That's how you have to look at it. But it is <laughs> a little bit unfair. Especially when you look around at some of the other guys' schedules and you're like, what? I, I'm surprised. I've not, and to Tennessee fans' credit, and I think this you know, kind of stems from Rick Barnes and his attitude, I've not heard any complaining about it. Oh, no, it. no. Well, I mean, the the bottom line is, I mean, the, the other teams, uh, you know, our schedule is backloaded. I, I imagine the other teams are competing against their – Bears were front loaded. Well, none of them are e are equal, right? With all the you play this team once, you play this team twice. Yeah, I mean, but just... um, like Pearl said something after the game the other night uh, about how their you know last stretch is kind of easy. He's like, well, that's because we played all the tough teams early. Like we've we've gone through our gauntlet. It's like, not well, not really. You played some good teams, but you didn't play them back to back to back to back like Tennessee's about to have to. Well, and it is different when you play it at at the end when. When yes. you're tired, you've been grinding, everybody's got bumps and bruises, and now it's a mental burden for these guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I said it yesterday, my, my biggest uh, 
fear or concern. I don't know what the, the right word is, but my, my, my biggest worry for tomorrow's game is just that – Getting up for it? Yeah, Wednesday was such an emotional – It was. Uh, and, and that's just us as fans. We're just watching the game. We're not the one who put in the – like those guys were, you know, grinding. And you might have had Sunday off after a Saturday game and then two hard practices Monday, Tuesday – uh, it's not like these guys show up an hour before the game and play. A game day under Rick Barnes is an all-day yes. mental marathon, and then you don't have time to take yesterday off. So you got to get right back in the gym, right back in the film room, do your study for Alabama. You might have had a, a walkthrough today. You're, they're probably on a plane right now or, or checking into a hotel or something. And then you've got – we talk about in football all the time, the, the hardest part – Coaches and players hate night games on the road. Waiting around. You know what's Day wild of. is with the exception of of, uh, of Auburn, we played the three other best teams in the league twice. I wonder how many – I'd like to look at that. Like We're home and home with Kentucky, home and home with Bama, home and home with South Carolina. Wynn got that one. Yeah. Still scored a run. Dalton Connect averaging 25.3 points per game in SEC play. It's the second highest mark of any player in league action, only behind uh, Tommy Bruner, who is averaging 25.4 points in the Summit League. Not sure who he plays for. Old Tommy Bruner. I've heard that name. I have not, so good for him. His 20.5 points per game scoring average over the last two seasons is fourth best among D1 players active in both seasons. What a journey for Dalton Connect, who entered his sophomore year at Prairie View High School in Thornton, Colorado at five foot eight, and now stands six foot six and over 220 pounds and is largely projected to be an NBA lottery he's, pick. With good old Eddie Trinkle over there at the junior college. You, you're proud of yourself for that one. Eddie Trinkle Had reference. bring it back. Feeling it, Tucker. What, oh, what was only it guy Jimmy Dyke said? 5,000 yeah. shots a week for the 30-ish he'll shoot during the week in game, about 15-ish shots. I mean, that's – that's unbelievable. They said after the Auburn game, first guy back out on the court afterwards, working on his shots. Incredible work ethic. Only Eddie Eddie Trinkle, the only man in D1 basketball who could hold Dalton Connect under 10 points a game. <laughs> he averaged 8.9 points per game his first season with the Bears. Then, as a senior last year, exploded to lead the Big Sky Conference with 20 points and 7.2 rebounds per game. And now he is matriculated to Knoxville, where under the tutelage of one Richard Dale Barnes, he is set to become the SEC Player of the Year and an NBA lottery pick. What a journey. What a journey. Hopefully there's another chapter in store for us tomorrow in Tuscaloosa. Quick timeout. The drive continues, 865-546-8200. If you want to chime in this afternoon, back with more right after this. (music) 
Fan Run Radio. The drive continues. 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. We're streaming online. FanRunRadio.com, your free Fan Run app. Variety of ways for you to experience the program this afternoon. Big weekend high school hoops. You got uh, Webb and Catholic going at it tomorrow for the girls' state championship, Bear. I'm surprised you're not all already making your way over to uh, those games in Cookville, I believe. That sounds right. Mm, no. I knew they'd had a good year. Catholic's got a really good girls' team. You, you and the boys aren't going to be uh, defending state champions. You go paint your chest, right? CHS? No. No? It's KCHS. Number one, CHS. Well, you need Central. a fourth guy. Who who would be who are the other three guys in your crew? I'm not going to Cookville for a girls' basketball game. Wish them all oh. luck in the world. Oh, that's kind of sexist. I'm not going all the way to Cookville for last time I went to a state championship game was that uh that first year that uh or maybe it was it was the uh Amari senior year. I did go to that one. Congratulations to the Alcoa and Miraville boys teams. They advanced to the what do they call it? The subregional, the sectionals. Yeah, because they're they're Sub-state. like a week apart. Like the public school state championships will be next week down there, right? Yeah, Alcoa. I think they they uh, put the the Cherry Brothers from Austin East out by one point last night. Mm. I didn't realize there were two of the Cherry. I didn't realize there were two mm-hmm. kids. Congratulations to all the teams vying for everlasting state tournament glory. Is West still in it? No, we got put out by that Oak Ridge team that lost to Bearden on the last second shot that we talked about. I think Miraville took Bearden down. I know Brentwood's still in it. Your boys are? The Bruins? Yeah, they got to go on the road in substate. Life on the road is tough. Wow. I, don't, I hope I'm saying this kid's name right. Uh, was it Javin Carter from Alcoa? Yeah. 3,000 career points. He's a player. That's good. Trey is next on the drive. Good afternoon, Trey. Boys, how are y'all doing today? Doing well, thank you. Uh, it's been a good week, guys. First, I find out I'm going to be a dad, and then second, and probably more excitingly, my uh, silencer got approved by the ATF today, baby. So, your, wait, your no silencer? More, yes. What, no more earmuffs while shooting for me. Now, what is this? Is, is it something you invented or something? Or what? Like, I don't understand. No, silencers no, no, are to, illegal. To buy a silencer for a gun, you, they're, they're legal, Barrett. You just have to go through a process with the ATF. You have to get approved. Okay. Well, what? congratulations. No, I, ho- I hope you're able to kill things in peace and quiet now. Thank you, Russ. That's all I've ever asked for in life. <laughs> uh, guys, a couple. I got a couple of pressing questions. Um, first off, something dawned on me yesterday after I hung up, just like, just out of the blue, and it just smacked me in the face. Where in the hell is Geraldo Ball? I've been wondering Does the same thing. Basketball. Isn't Geraldo Ball one of your internet buddies, Bear? I haven't heard from him in a while. Do you? I mean, do you have a way to contact him? Can you? Yeah, I like do. It's Friday, and we're going into Tuscaloosa to play Alabama. And does, does, does he just leave us out to dry? Like That's a good this? point. Tell him he's got thirty-seven minutes to make his voice heard. I mean, come on, Geraldo. Way to drop the ball, buddy. I think Stevie I mean, may have played a part in that. 
course. His last communication with me was, uh, I'm coming in hot today, and then uh, TJ better buckle up. That was today? No. Oh. It was January 30th. We hadn't heard from him oh, in almost man. a month. In over a month. APB well, out for that. Geraldo. Yeah. Uh, all right. On to, my, uh, on to my other point. Houston, I guess this is more for you. Um, since you, uh, you know, we're, we're around a collegiate basketball team. Um, so with home court advantage, man, I'm just wondering. Like, it seems like it's more impactful this year than ever. What does that mean besides the obvious of the crowd? Like, do you do they tension the springs and the rims the same everywhere, or is there like a degree of difference that can be? Uh, that's where... actually that's actually a funny question. Real quick on the tensioning, so there is a device uh, that they use. They hang it on the front of the rim, and they there's a slider weight, and they drop it, and it takes a measurement, and it does have to be within a uh, a standardized range as far as the NCAA is concerned. Like, let's say it's you know, one being the most loose the rim could be and 10 being the stiffest, it has to be somewhere between, you know, like a, really? a six and a nine or something why, like that. Why wouldn't they have a a number Single so that number. you try and get it the same? No, everywhere. they do. They, well, it's it's a range. And so they, you know, they can go up and tighten it or loosen it if they need to so to make sure it falls in that range. But I think we've all watched basketball games and sometimes the balls kind of click off the rim. And then I think we can all – look back on some NCAA tournaments where it's like you hit a tuning fork on missed shots because the rims are so stiff. So I do think that that is, a, a, you know, it's it's different everywhere you go. Like no two rims are the same. Good thing we've got so Dalton Connect who doesn't need the rims. Yeah. Helps when you don't touch the rim. Yeah. So could that play into a home court advantage, though? Houston, I mean, obviously I think so. Like, you know, if, you've, if, you, if, you, if you're used to how that, that rim is tensioned – I well, mean, yeah, it's that. Like it's that'd be an inherent advantage. Yes, it's the backdrop. Um, you know, for, for obviously, like Tennessee had orange seats behind the yeah. the basket for years. Then they went to black. Um, Distance from yeah. between behind the backboard Kinda and like the peripheral seats. around. Like it's it's always weird when you go to um, uh, Memorial because those gyms are 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 those rims are fastened to the floor. They're not a or at least in the past they weren't. And like I think LSU's the same way. And, you know, some rims are, you know, they roll them in and out. But, I, like, Memorial, they don't do anything in there but basketball. So, those rims, if I'm not mistaken, at least they were in the past, they're just fastened to the well, floor. Well, they have the big U-shaped, right? Um, whatever you call that. Stanchion. That that goes to either side. Mm-hmm. Po- it's it's so just weird. It's very weird. Everything's different. And then, yeah, obviously, the crowd, you know, you're, you're going up against it. You can't communicate as well. Uh, again, Memorial's terrible for that, even if the crowd's not that good, just because of where the coaches are situated, you know, on the end of the court as opposed to on the sideline. I'm wondering for a guy like Connect, like how how much time I'm, – I'm sure he will make use of every allotted minute that sure. he's available to be in there today, tomorrow, to get used to shooting on those rims. I, I wonder how much time they give him and how many shots he can get up. That was actually my next question, Russ, was – what kind of access does the visiting team get to the arena? Yeah, so it depends. Um, depending on the – like what – if there's an event tonight, like say a volleyball game, mm. Tennessee can opt to go early for a practice today. Uh, they can practice in Knoxville and get there later and then just do their shoot-around tomorrow. Typically coaches don't want their teams in the gym on game day extra long. That is a true walk-around, shoot-around, final kind of uh, game plan prep. But – 
you know, once the once the team pulls out of there, like it's not like Dalton can, you know, catch a ride back and go get some more shots up. Well, they're also very wary of spies. We've talked about this sure, before, sure. like in the arena. So I wonder if you do your walkthrough and stuff in a hotel ballroom and stuff like that where you're getting into whatever your scheme is going to be and then try and use all that time in the gym. Just like to shoot. Just, just to shoot. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, get used to it. Yeah. And it gets really interesting when you get into the NCAA tournament because the NCAA, if you have a set practice, and, and it's all – Open to it, the public. Well, yeah, but they're standard. Like it's you know an hour and a half or two hours, whatever it is. The minute somebody touches a basketball – like, let's say your practice isn't until 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But as the managers are getting in and some players are getting in there, the second someone touches a basketball, the clock starts. What? So, this is – it happened uh, – Do they have a guy, do they have guys everywhere oh, just watching for this? Absolutely. During the NCAA That's tournament insane. for practice, they just sit there behind the scorer's table. And, I mean, it could be a coach's daughter runs up, grabs a basketball off the rack, boom, the time starts. And, you know, the players could still be putting their shoes on. And so then everything gets rushed and accelerated, and it's it can get kind of messy. But yeah, the uh, I mean it's it's a good tournament. They run it well, but there are some really really weird rules once you get in the NCAA tournament. I've received yeah. a communique uh, communique from uh, Geraldo. Part of it is directed towards Russell. Part of it directed towards Trey. It's very short and brief. Uh, spring practice is soon. I will return to the drive. Trey, be very careful. Sir, I love you and miss you. That's that's the part directed to you. Russell, yeah. yeah. Uh, Geraldo, get up off your ass, write a victory speech or whatever whatever you do, and get it on the airwaves. I'm serious. We're playing Alabama tomorrow. Get in the game, son. Love you guys. I'm out of here. Thank you, Trey. Appreciate it. Kind of sounds like Geraldo is a self-admitted uh, football-only ball fan. Spring practice is that more important than going down to Tuscaloosa and beating Alabama in basketball? Football is king. Kind of I guy. agree. You know, I, I agree, it's king. But yeah, sports. He also has too. a newborn. Ah, uh, okay, well, that'll do it. You know what they say about excuses? Ensley pops out to end the fourth inning for the Volunteers, stranding Old Curly, who walked in his second plate appearance. Yeah, they don't want to pitch to him anymore. I don't blame him. Richard is next on the drive. What's up, Richard? Hey, guys. wonder if y'all have ever heard the story from – this is the late 60s, and Tennessee was playing Alabama. You sue you had traveling partners in the SEC basketball, and uh, Tennessee, uh, Alabama and LSU were traveling partners. So you played on Saturday and Monday nights. Well – LSU, this was when Pete Maravich was at LSU, and Alabama was just horrible in basketball. I mean, they, they didn't even, couldn't have cared less about it, of course. So, Alabama, it's Friday, and uh, Tennessee's finishing up their practice. Alabama gets there a little early for their, you know, they're there the day before. And uh, they're, you know, going to play Tennessee the next night. Well, Tennessee's working on a zone defense for Pete Maravich. Okay. Well, kind of an insult, don't you think? 
Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I don't want to get back into this uh, debate we had yesterday about the merits of the zone defense. But, yeah, I was thinking uh, box and one if you're going to do yeah. anything zony against a guy like well, that. Coach Mears was kind of famous for these uh, tricky defenses, but I just always thought it was funny how bad, you know, Alabama was uh, perceived and they come in and and uh, they – the team they're going to play the next night is working on their future opponent. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that guy was something else. Well, he was, and Alabama was also something else. So. <laughs> well, they anyway. figured it out, man. I mean, they got a ten-game win advantage over us, and I mean, you like to well, think we take year, basketball seriously. One one year in the mid eighties. Uh, let's see, or mid-70s, I should say, after Alabama got, you know, very good, C.M. Newton became coach, and uh, Tennessee had lost like three straight to Alabama, I think, and uh, they had an elephant on the back of their practice jerseys all year. Uh, the mirrors had put on there to, you know, emphasize – well, we you know we got to beat these guys mm. this year, so. and they did. So anyway, those two stories went over big, and uh, that's all I had for you. Thanks, uh, Rich. Have a good afternoon. You too, buddy. Good to hear from you. I don't know what's worse, putting in a zone for Pete Maravich, or doing it while you had Alabama the next day. Why would you ever play Maravich? Zone against that's Maravich. That's what we were saying. Not. Less than ideal. Not real bright. 865-546-8200. Your number if you want to get on the show this afternoon. An alert listener sent me a link to an article on A to Z Sports earlier uh, today, or, or perhaps it was this week. And uh, the, the gist of the article as I stall awkwardly trying to find it on my Twitter feed, was that Hendon Hooker is in a, quote, bad situation. And I, I just found I found the title odd, so I, I went and, and skimmed through it. Uh, Zach Reagan wrote the piece at a to zsports.com. I want to uh, come down hard on, on Zach because I think he's a friend of the show. But he basically says, look, with Jared Goff getting set to sign in some sort of an extension with the Lions after leading them to the NFC Championship game in 2023, that means Hooker probably only sees action in the event of some sort of an injury or something and that it's an unfortunate situation because Goff is so entrenched as the starter there that it doesn't really seem like there's any path to the playing field for Hooker. I was just wondering if you, if you guys feel the same way because my my reading of that was I I read I'm like yeah he's he's Jared Goff's backup and that's a good spot for a guy who missed the entire season due to injuries covering mm-hmm. recovering from ACL Bridgewater was on the team last year all that stuff they let Bridgewater go which to me signaled at least a baseline of confidence that Hooker can can be the backup it seems like it's it's going to work that way and so you're the backup quarterback on a team that made the NFC Championship game, a division winner from last year. 
you're one play away from being the guy on a pretty good team. I feel like it's a – I mean, yeah, I would love to see him competing for a starting job somewhere, but that's a pretty good spot in my mind. And it's a very young roster with a lot of talent, and I think Jared Goff is a good quarterback, but you always feel like it could maybe crumble at any minute with Goff. So, I, I, yeah, I'd like him to be playing or have an opportunity to play more earlier, but – I don't think it's a bad situation at all. He's making good money. Let's give it a year. I mean, I realize the biggest thing with him is he's older. True. Who, Hooker? Yeah. Well, he. I would think he's going to get plenty of preseason opportunities mm-hmm. to play in those preseason games, which are going to be huge for him. And if he can show out, then, A, there might be some pressure. Because, you know, Jared Goff is like the game manageriest of game manager quarterbacks. He's morphed Fair. into it. it like so, he still makes some really good throws. Like he's got yeah. a, he's got a good arm. He's he's not a, a Greg McElroy type, but yeah, I see what you're saying. He's also not the most dynamic quarterback, at, you know, either. But you know, if 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 the Lions falters, so like I, I could see, uh, hey, let's see what we got in this hooker sure, kid sure. vibe taking over there. And if he performs well again in the preseason games, like that's going to be for for the teams that are quarterback desperate, they're going to be circling his name on the roster and be like oh man maybe we got to do it if he's yeah, still trade for that guy or find a way to get him if he still has his william tell level of accuracy on long balls that was always that's why i really thought he had a, a better shot than as good a shot at anybody at making it just because he's so damn accurate the ball goes where he wants it to go yeah i i hope he stays patient there who knows what the behind the scenes vibes are like in Detroit, in that locker room and everything. But outside looking in, I always felt like he was in a pretty good spot going there. I continue to feel that way. So he, he if you are good enough, you will get an opportunity to play quarterback in the NFL. I don't feel like there are many guys who are just, uh, he never got his shot, never got in the – I mean, look at Josh Dobbs. Mm. He might not stick, but I don't think as Tennessee fans, we can at this point look at his career and say, ah, he never got a shot. No, he's had plenty of shots. He's got a couple of shots now. Yeah. So uh, stay with us. The drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio. Final segment coming up. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the show. Back to wrap things up right after this. Run Radio. The drive continues. Final segment as Blake Burke has left the yard at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Two-run opposite field homer. Just barely got over that left field fence. Berkey, Berkey, Berkey. Back on his game. Just saying. He's putting the ball in play. That one was out of play, but in a good way. Over the fence. 
Good I to see the, uh, Blake Burke hitting it hard again. Golly, uh, like a little like a lob wedge kind of shot. Oh, <laughs> oh that poor guy in the there. outfield probably broke his hand trying to catch it. Uh, I saw a curly shot. That was not a flop. No, that was a no. That, that was a no. <laughs> that that cleared shot. the third row of the porches. Yeah, that was a bomb. Four fifteen exit velo of like one ten. I think he was on a rocket ride now. Kick and swing. Hit the ball hard. Is that uh, overtime bill in the boys? It is indeed. All right. Yeah, I heard, the, I heard the coughing, so we think they're good. Glad they finally decided to rejoin us. Should I apologize for giving them the Rona? Yep. <laughs> At least you for think... potentially giving them the Rona. I, I, I wish that Russ would preemptively apologize to me for giving me the Rona. I, I love how you've gotten it in your – after initially taking responsibility. Full like, responsibility. Yes, like, this was me. I went yeah, to an event, and like, I would have gone anyway. He's fully convinced himself now that this is all somehow my fault. Yeah. Your utter refu- you refuse to test anytime you're sick. Go ahead with what you're doing, though, your show. Who tests anymore? I tested. Well, apparently, as of today, there's no more five-day isolation period. What? Yeah. CDC just handed it down. Oh, just in time for me to get wow, out of isolation? Tucker. Wow, Tucker. Yeah, but I mean, wasn't even yeah, necessary, bro. We work, in a, we work in a studio setting. If you think you've got something contagious, don't come to work. I don't listen to the CDC. That's good. Another home run yeah. for the Volunteers. Billy Barrels has Again. gone opposite field. We've got to come up. I don't bye like bye. Barrels. And I Is that his like second bats. of the day? I believe yeah, so. The first one. Uh, your guy Curly has three on the year, Houston. I did see that. That was also on there. Old Curly. So Who who's going to – it's going to be – It's going to be barrels or tears, right? So, I don't – I doubt these have been updated. So, I guess going into today, tears had four, Amick had four, Curly had two. Because you said Curly's at three now? Yeah. Okay. So, that means Amick is now at six. six. Where's Burke at? Uh, with today's, he is at two. Two. We need to get that one rocking again. Nothing better than a good old-fashioned home run uh, yeah, race I, I won't cur- on count, your own team. I won't count Burke out for the season. No, nope, no. That'd be foolish. That, that would be so uh, cool I, if he just got it together this year and had an All-American type season. Yeah. Went to smoke like 30. What school record for a year? He came close to it a couple of years ago, didn't he? What is the school home run record? Is it um, the career record is Lipschitz uh, is Russell. T- and and Evan Russell, Russell. are yeah, they tied for it? What's that at? Do you remember the, the number? It's somewhere in the thirties. Feel like we. I feel like Burke's got to if if he's not the longest, he's definitely got to be top five longest moonshots. That one against Southern Miss. This cannot be right. This is twenty four. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that. I mean, you only play what? Sonny Cortez in '98. Sonny Cortez, remember him well. He's on the list. Doubles in a season, thirty. I was hoping Simo might chase that down by Jeff Pickler. Remember also him? in '98. Nope. He's a good player. Pick. Let's get Chris in here. Chris, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Yes, this team definitely has more pop than last year's team. Mm-hmm. I hope we get back to Chris, back to that gorilla ball we were playing. What what year was that? 
maybe not quite as much as the 2022 team, but definitely more than last year. Well, just top to bottom, it's a much better hitting team. Yeah. Well, I, and, you know, I've I, he's got to find a way to get Peebles in the lineup. I mean, I, I like Cal Stark, always like the local boys, all that stuff. But, I mean, first of all, the guy's name is Cannon Peebles. And second of all, I mean, that dude, like, he he's – He's kind of getting it going, too. Like He had a couple of big hits and a homer in the midweek game. I, I'm pretty surprised that he's not out there today. Kyle Stark is on the list, too. He is. I, mean, I, bet, Peebles, I bet Peebles starts the next two games at catcher, you know. Conference hasn't started yet. I mean, he's, Tennessee's going to win this game, should, you know, whether Peebles plays or not. Should Trey uh, – like, oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. It's kind of like every now and then you're going to throw Charlie Taylor a bone, let him play the midweek game just to – be nice to him, but I mean, Peebles is going to be the SEC catcher. Hope so. Anything else, Chris? Uh, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah, I guess y'all have already seen. I'm sure you talked about how the NCA just said uh, we're done with the NIL investigation, Tennessee. Y'all be this. How about that? The letter from uh, I mean, Charlie Baker. What I mean, what else can they do, really? I mean, no. after after a week ago today, we were out there at Parkside Kia when the ruling came down. If you know they try and pursue any sort of nil punishment, they are you know they're going to be met with a state lawsuit. If the state has any kind of interest in athletic excellence, what what do you think those those two girls? The women's basketball players who got punished for at Miami. Oh, the Cavender twins. Like, mm-hmm. like, what do you what do you think they're thinking in all this? Probably talking to their attorney. What, where even are they right now? Because I know they're not playing college basketball. One of them still is. I'm pretty sure. I think she. I thought she hit the portal. I thought that was a story on her. Yeah, I can't remember. I thought they both hit the portal, but you know, I don't remember. But Russell, from a day or two ago, I think it was two days ago, you mentioned putting Heinz 57 on a nice steak. Mm. you ever do that in a restaurant, just mm. make sure the chef is not named Artie and he's not sitting over there with his friends uh, Tony Soprano and Polly Walnuts. <laughs> or uh, adios to the drive. See you. Mm. Great. You're telling me that I could be the subject of a mafia hit if they knew that I enjoyed a little dab of Heinz 57 no, sauce. No, what would happen steak. is Artie would want to kill you and then Tony would tell him he's, you know, you're overreacting. You can't kill the guy because he put Heinz 57. And you talk too much. Nobody wants to hear your little stories. I feel like uh, we ought to enter canon into the name uh, possibilities for Trey's baby. Girl or boy. You have a girl named Cannon? Sure, why not? She might end up being an All-American softball player at Tennessee. Well, the NFL Combine is underway up in Indianapolis. And so far, the story of the week, as far as I'm concerned, is Tyler Owens. You guys uh, seen Tyler Owens yet? No. Defensive back from the Texas Tech University. Oh, I thought you People oh. are looking forward to seeing him run the 40-yard dash today. But that's not why he's making headlines this week in Indy. Owens told media members yesterday – that he doesn't believe in space. Yeah, he doesn't believe in outer space. He says he doesn't think planets and stars and galaxies 
exist? So what does he think exists? Well, in a video posted on X by Bleacher Report's Brent Sebleski, he says, quote, I'm real religious, so I think we're alone right now. I don't think there's other planets and other stuff like that. Has he never looked through a telescope? <laughs> yeah, if he's ever sat outside at night, I'd like to pick his brain and tell him. What are these him, little things? Well, what are these things you're looking at that are above you in this black sky? Well, I mean, you can believe what you want to believe. I would merely point out that if I held those beliefs, I don't think I would have picked the NFL combine no. No. as a spot to go public with that stuff. Now, you know, you're meeting with people, and, and this is out there. It's part of the record right now. NFL teams are deciding, is this somebody I want to invest in a four-year, you know, $10 million contract for a guy that doesn't believe in space? Yeah, probably not the best time as you're talking with people who will have your financial future in the palm of their hands to come off as. I mean, he's not the first. I mean, Kyrie Irving's pretty. Yeah, good. but at least Kyrie was already making mega money before he, he waited until up. he got to the NBA to disclose the fact that he is in fact a moron to the, to the rest of the world, and he already had shown easy, that he can. Easy, he's a Duke man. <laughs> I mean. He's a he's a fine one-on-one player. Seems to be a, a bit of a locker room cancer. Seems to leave a trail of hurt feelings and foolishness just about everywhere he goes. Hmm. So for Tyler Owens, we'll see if this has any sort of detrimental impact on his career. Owens uh, continued in the interview, quote, I thought I used to believe in the heliocentric thing where we used to revolve around the sun and stuff. But then I started seeing flat earth stuff, and I was like, this is kind of interesting. They started bringing up valid points. So, I mean, I don't know. Could be real. Couldn't be. So he's a flat earther. Uh, he just says that they could made be, some, quote, be. valid points. If you're Texas Tech, you've got to be, you know, the the academic tech, you've got to be really proud of this moment, this this is good for your university. Just as Duke, I'm sure is really oh, proud about. I'm, I'm Kyrie sure Irving. everybody over in the astronomy department or the astrophysics and all that, all those departments are real proud down there at Texas Tech. Texas Tech, Texas Technical. It's a science and engineering based <laughs> university. It's a tech school. Well, some might submit that Tyler Owens is technically a moron. You can't call – that's part of the problem. You can't call people morons anymore, even if they are. Sure you can. I just did. Flat earth. Who says you can't call somebody a moron? Last yeah. I checked, make still a lot of the good First points. Amendment. The big point they can't make to me is the laws of physics are – it makes it an impossibility. Grow up. <laughs> Tyler Owens, Godspeed, my friend. If you if you get drafted by my Titans, I hope that it'd be about par for the course for us. Oh, come it? on! Hope that somebody can 
talk some sense into you. Hey, if you looked at our draft, some of the flakes you don't and have nut to, jobs you, we've, we've drafted. You don't have to be a rocket surgeon to play American tackle football. You don't. It helps to have some – I mean, it, it is a bit of a red flag in all seriousness. Like, you do have to have some intellect back there. It's a hard job, lots of hours and everything. But I hope he runs a fast 40. That's all I got to tell him. If, mm-hmm. if we were to draft him, what would he call the uh, stars on our logo? What are those things to him? Just a shape. It's a drawing. <laughs> Just a drawing, huh? Sad. Any thoughts, predictions, feelings, guesses at to what we see tomorrow night in Tuscaloosa? Vols about 12. Whoa. Uh, 94-87. A big arch. I just hope we win by one. Tucker, any final thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving Tennessee a slight edge, too. Overtime headed your way next on many of these fine Fan Run affiliates. Have a great weekend. We'll do it again Monday here on Fan Run Radio.